Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. On today's episode, we'll go over the topic of pheochromocytoma from the oncology section on medbullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 45-year-old woman presents to the emergency room from her primary care physician's office for high blood pressure unresponsive to therapy. She has a history of neurofibromatosis type 1, though without any neurological deficits. She has multiple cafe au lait spots on her body. She's found to be hypertensive to 154 over 121 millimeters of mercury. Her 24-hour urine metanephrines and VMA come back elevated. Her abdominal CT comes back with an adrenal mass. Now, let's get into the episode. As a quick introduction, a pheochromocytoma is a non-malignant tumor of the adrenal medulla. It is the most common adrenal tumor in adults, versus neuroblastoma, which is the most common in children. Know that a pheochromocytoma secretes catecholamines causing episodic hypertension. The pathogenesis involves chromaffin cells from the neural crest origin. With respect to epidemiology, pheochromocytoma is typically seen in 40-50 to 50 year old patients. And remember the rule of tens. 10% are malignant, 10% are bilateral, 10% are extra-adrenal, specifically the bladder and the organ of Zucker candle, which is in the bifurcation of the aorta, 10% calcify, and 10% are seen in kids. Associated conditions with pheochromocytoma include von Hippel-Lindau disease, multiple endocrine neoplasia type 2A, and multiple endocrine neoplasia type 2B, and neurofibromatosis type 1. As far as the presentation of pheochromocytoma, symptoms are episodic, and remember the five Ps. Pressure, specifically increased blood pressure, pain, that's specifically a headache, perspiration, palpitations, that is from tachycardia, and pallor. Pheochromocytoma is mediated by tumor secretion of epinephrine, norepinephrine, and dopamine, and know that it is characterized with therapy-resistant hypertension. Physical exam will reveal increased blood pressure, that is typically increased diastolic blood pressure, and know that skin hyperpigmentation, like cafe au lait spots, may suggest neurofibromatosis type 1. As far as the evaluation, the best initial test for pheochromocytoma is increased free metanephrine level in the plasma. Confirmation will be done with a 24-hour urine collection, which will have increased vanillyl mandelic acid from breakdown of norepinephrine and epinephrine, and increased metanephrines, which is more sensitive than VMA. The histology will reveal chromaffin cells with enlarged dysmorphic nuclei. Imaging will reveal an adrenal mass seen on MRI or CT, and MIBG scanning, which is a nuclear isotope scan to detect extra adrenal involvement. As far as the differential diagnosis for pheochromocytoma, the ones to know include functional adrenal tumors, hyperthyroidism, carcinoid tumors, panic disorder, and therapy-resistant hypertension from obstructive sleep apnea. As far as functional adrenal tumors, there are various different hormonal syndromes that can result, such as Cushing syndrome, secondary to unregulated cortisol secretion, Kahn syndrome, secondary to unregulated aldosterone secretion, male feminization, secondary to unregulated estrogen secretion, and female virilization, secondary to unregulated androgen secretion, for example, androstenedione, DHEA, and testosterone levels. The treatment of pheochromocytoma in this sequence of events is alpha-antagonist phenoxybenzamine to prevent unopposed alpha action if beta receptors are blocked, then you will use a beta blocker, and finally tumor resection. Finally, let's end this review session talking about prognosis, prevention, and complications of pheochromocytoma. The prognosis is very good with resection. Complications can include metastases to the bones, lungs, and liver, transformation to a malignant tumor in 10% of patients, and hypertensive crisis. 
Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, A 34-year-old man presents to the emergency department with severe anxiety. He states that these symptoms occur intermittently and are associated with sweating, a sensation of fear, and a severe headache. Though he is currently asymptomatic, the patient was symptomatic in triage. His triage vital signs were a temperature of 99.1 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.3 degrees Celsius, a blood pressure of 177 over 118 millimeters of mercury, a pulse of 120 per minute, respirations of 17 per minute, and an oxygen saturation of 98% on room air. The patient's current vitals are within normal limits. Physical exam is notable for a calm young man with a normal body habitus. Which of the following is the most appropriate next step in management? And the choices are 1. Administer labetalol. 2. Obtain plasma-free metanephrine levels. 3. Perform a renal artery ultrasound with Doppler. 4. Prescribe clonazepam. And 5. Prescribe fluoxetine. The correct answer to this question is to obtain plasma-free metanephrine levels. So this patient is presenting with episodic hypertension, anxiety, diaphoresis, and headaches, suggesting a diagnosis of pheochromocytoma, which can be further assessed with plasma-free metanephrine levels. To quickly review, pheochromocytoma presents with paroxysmal, episodic, elevated blood pressures with tachycardia, pounding headaches, palpitations, and diaphoresis. It is common for a patient to present without symptoms since these symptoms are often episodic. Prior to assuming that the patient is experiencing panic disorder, the most appropriate initial test is plasma and urinary catecholamine levels or plasma-free metanephrine and vanillyl mendelic acid levels, which are breakdown products of this catecholamine-secreting malignancy slash mass. Once the diagnosis is confirmed with a CT scan to localize the lesion, the patient should be given phenoxybenzamine, which is an irreversible alpha-1 blocker, and the mass should be removed. If there is suspicion for metastatic disease, an MIBG scan can be performed. MIBG is also known as iobenguane, which is an aryl-kill guanidine analog of norepinephrine. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, administer labetalol is incorrect, as administering labetalol could be an appropriate initial treatment of a patient presented with a hypersensitive emergency which presents with an elevated blood pressure and signs of end-organ damage, thus suggesting that perfusion is impaired. It would not be indicated in a patient who currently has a normal blood pressure. Patients who have a pheochromocytoma should have their blood pressure preferentially controlled with an alpha blocker, in particular phenoxybenzamine prior to surgery, as it is irreversible. Answer 3, perform a renal artery ultrasound with Doppler is incorrect, as performing a renal artery ultrasound with Doppler is appropriate management of renal artery stenosis, which can occur in fibromuscular dysplasia, which would present in a young woman with hypertension that is refractory to medications. The hypertension in this condition is not episodic. Answer 4, prescribed clonazepam is incorrect, as prescribing clonazepam could be appropriate for a patient presenting with situational panic disorder, such as fear of flying. The patient could take the benzodiazepine prior to being exposed to their fear, thus mitigating symptoms. Benzodiazepines are otherwise not an appropriate treatment for anxiety as they carry the risk of dependence. Prior to making a diagnosis of panic disorder, an organic etiology of the patient's symptoms should be ruled out. Finally, answer 5, prescribed fluoxetine is incorrect, as prescribing fluoxetine is an appropriate medication for anxiety or depression. However, first, an organic etiology of the patient's symptoms should be worked up and treated prior to diagnosing the patient with a psychiatric condition. His hypertension during episodes of anxiety suggests against a primary diagnosis of anxiety. 
To leave you with a bullet summary, the most appropriate initial step in management of pheochromocytoma is to check plasma and urinary catecholamine levels or plasma-free metanephrine and vanillyl mandelic acid levels. And moving on to the final question. A 36-year-old man presents with a four-month history of intermittent anxiety and headaches, which typically last 20 minutes. He has no history of panic disorder and does not endorse recreational substance abuse. He is otherwise healthy and takes no medications. His blood pressure was 118 over 72 millimeters of mercury at a business health fair last month. Intake blood pressure at this presentation was 116 over 70 millimeters of mercury. During the physical exam, the patient suddenly becomes diaphoretic, reports palpitations, and develops a 7 out of 10 headache. His vitals are repeated. Temperature is 99 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.2 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 185 over 115 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 135 per minute and respirations are 19 per minute. Point of care blood glucose measurement is 188 milligrams per deciliter. Which of the following is the most appropriate initial diagnostic test for this patient's condition? And the choices are one, plasma-free metanephrines, two, renal Doppler, three, renin-aldosterone ratio, four, repeat blood pressure at the next visit, and five, 24-hour urine-free cortisol. The correct answer to this question is one, plasma-free metanephrines. So this patient presents with episodic severe hypertension, headache, tachycardia, diaphoresis, and hyperglycemia consistent with a diagnosis of pheochromocytoma, which is best initially evaluated by plasma-free metanephrines. To quickly review, pheochromocytomas are non-malignant tumors of the adrenal medulla that intermittently secrete catecholamines such as epinephrine and norepinephrine, which bind alpha and beta adrenergic receptors and cause a sympathetic surge. Patients can present with sudden hypertension, headache, tachycardia, diaphoresis, hyperglycemia, and anxiety. Elevated plasma-free metanephrines, which, is, which are a breakdown product of catecholamines, have a sensitivity of 99% and specificity of 89% for pheochromocytoma and thus represent the best initial test. Confirmatory tests include 24-hour urine metanephrines or vanilla mendelic acid, which is another breakdown product of catecholamines. Tumor resection is the definitive treatment and is often curative. Pheochromocytomas are often found in patients with neurofibromatosis type 1, von Hippel-Lindau disease, and multiple endocrine neoplasia, or MEN, 2A and 2B. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 2, renal Doppler, is incorrect, as renal Doppler can be used to evaluate hypertension from renal artery stenosis. Although renal artery stenosis can lead to flash pulmonary edema, it typically presents with persistent hypertension that is refractory to multiple antihypertensive agents and not brief episodes of hypertension as in this patient. Answer 3, renin-aldosterone ratio is incorrect as this ratio helps differentiate hypertension from renal artery stenosis in which both renin and aldosterone are elevated and an aldosteronoma in which there is low renin and high aldosterone. Both conditions cause non-episodic medication refractory hypertension with no associated hyperglycemia. Answer 4, repeat blood pressure at the next visit is incorrect, as this is an appropriate next step for confirming a new diagnosis of uncomplicated essential hypertension, which presents as an asymptomatic elevation in blood pressure without an identifiable cause. This would delay the workup for a suspected pheochromocytoma, increasing the risk of hypertensive crisis, which is a feared complication. Finally, answer 5, 24-hour urine-free cortisol is incorrect, as this is used to evaluate for Cushing syndrome, which can manifest as asymptomatic hypertension and elevated blood glucose from insulin resistance, along with central obesity, muscle wasting, and purple striae. 
However, the sudden rise in blood pressure and blood glucose in this patient is due to the episodic release of catecholamines, not cortisol. To leave you with a bullet summary, pheochromocytomas present with episodic severe hypertension, tachycardia, headache, diaphoresis, and hyperglycemia, and the best initial diagnostic test is to measure plasma-free metanephrines. That's all for this review about pheochromocytoma. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.